0: All right, welcome back to another Inside Illini Football, episode number three of our weekly podcast devoted to all things Illinois football. I'm sports editor Matt Daniels here at the News Gazette, pleased to be joined by beat writer Colin Likas, who
1: has a budget for this week's show. So we're more prepared. We're ironing things out <laughs> and trying not to fly by totally by the seat of our pants, anyway. But although that's although sometimes of, that produces good content. That's the fun of podcasts. Though. Yes, Colonies right.
0: Can kind of go riffing. Go, yeah, exactly. <laughs> for for about a half hour or so. So uh, for all those that are joining for the first time, welcome. For those that are returning, thank you, mom and dad. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we're gonna dive right into to this week's episode and. Uh, plenty of news to, to talk about with the Atlanta, even though mm-hmm. they haven't played a game in a month. They're not scheduled to play another game for seven and a half months <laughs> if everything goes according to plan. Not counting a spring game, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Those things are can be convoluted messes at times. Mm-hmm. and I don't even remember the last time Illinois had a... F- actual spring game. It's been a little while now, hasn't it? The last one I remember was the last one in the Tim Beckman era where he just <laughs> automatically gave one of the teams like 31 points for some random reason to <laughs> make it a little we more We can only <laughs> imagine what that <laughs> was make, <laughs> it a, make it a little more interesting uh, But we digress uh, but Plenty of news surrounding the 2021 roster mm-hmm. in, in the last couple of days yeah, it's been, I would uh, say the, the biggest one for me, Colin mm-hmm. is uh, Owen Carney yeah. Uh the defensive end for Illinois who led them in sacks last season with five and a half was mm-hmm. the second team all big ten selection in twenty twenty. Announced last month he was leaving to go into the transfer portal and then on Sunday, kind of a la Michael Jordan <laughs> sends out a tweet that says, I'm back. <laughs> and you're supposed to hear from Carney in about an hour or so as yep. we record this early Monday. Uh, January 18th.
1: Yeah, um, I was surprised when he entered the transfer portal. I thought, if anything, if he was going to leave Illinois, he would just declare for the draft like Jake Hansen, Mm -hmm. Milo Eifler, and Nate Hobbs had wound up doing. But uh, he wound up entering the transfer portal for being in there for 18 days, ultimately, <laughs> and then coming back. And uh, his decision comes after Jamal Woods and Isaiah Gay both announced they were going to turn on the defense, return on the defensive line as well. I wonder if that factored into it. As you said, we're talking to Owen a little later today, so we'll ask him about that. wonder if uh, conversations with uh, Terrence Jamison, the new defensive line coach, factored in as well, or if Brett Bielema just continues to be a really good salesman, as a lot of players are saying when they're doing these comeback zooms. They're talking about... Man, Brett Bielem, a really good guy, cared about me first mm-hmm. and asked about football later and just pitched this vision that we're going to. Be able to turn things around And I wonder if that was part of it too But we'll find out for sure here soon But regardless, yeah I mean, one of the best defensive players On Illinois' roster last year Cannot hurt to have him around for 2021
0: Well, certainly it bolsters the the defensive line Uh, You got Isaiah Gay announced he's returning Like you said, Jamal Woods I know he's battled some injuries uh, with the Illini But Carney uh, really kind of emerged last season And and kind of lived up to some of the the recruiting hype That was bestowed upon Mm -hmm. him When he he committed to Illinois When he was uh, in high school in Miami Another key defensive player, contributor, starter as well, uh, announced earlier on Sunday that he was coming right. back. Tony Adams. Uh, he's played safety. He's played cornerback. He's he's kind of been a veteran, versatile presence in, in the secondary for Illinois. He'll have a fifth season of college football in, mm. in Champaign in, in
1: 2021. Yeah, and uh, they announced still, our like football did, prior to Sunday that we were going to have two impending returns, player returns, but uh, to be determined, let the players announce it. My first thoughts were it was going to be Tony Adams and Mike Epstein. mm -hmm. I didn't even consider the option that Owen Carney would jump out of the transfer (laughs) portal and come back. But yeah, Tony Adams, I figured, would be one of them. And uh, another piece of good news for the Illinois defense. I know he was, he split time between cornerback and safety during his four years here. And he said yesterday on a Zoom call that he'd be willing to play whatever position. If they want to use him at linebacker, he <laughs> said he'll go ahead and step up and, Play some linebacker, but they've just, got some
0: depth issues at linebacker. So yeah, uh, Brett Bielema may take Tony Adams up on that. Yeah, response.
1: exactly. And Tony Adams has just been stout. I mean, he's just a stout player in the secondary. He he comes up with plays more often than not, and he just sounds like he feels like he hasn't accomplished everything he wants to at the mm-hmm. college level. He doesn't feel like if he entered the Uh, if he declared for the draft things would go as Mm -hmm. well for him as maybe one more year of college and then declaring for the draft Mm -hmm. would so uh, working toward his own personal benefit but also wanting to help the team out he talked a lot about staying home and wanting to show people from native Belleville that Mm -hmm. you know kids from that area can go play at Illinois and can win football games
0: and it took some time for him to make his decision it wasn't like some of the other players that uh, you know immediately after the season ended or after talking to Brett Bielema they made their uh, announcements, but it seems Adams kind of did a deep dive into mm-hmm. to what he was thinking and, and why he wanted to come back to Illinois.
1: Yep, I'll write about this more for Tuesday's print edition. But, yeah, he, he traveled to Washington, D.C. with a friend and trained there, actually ran into former Illini running back Reggie Corbin while he was out there as well. Um, It didn't say Corbin impacted his decision all that much it was just kind of an interesting thing that Mm -hmm. he just happened to run into Reggie Corbin out there but yeah I mean Tony Adams had COVID missed the last two games of the season because of it said it gave him a lot of time to think and uh, he used a lot of thinking time on on making this decision and this is ultimately where he wound up
0: normally the offseason in a regular year uh, there's always plenty of player departures and and newcomers that that arrive on the roster but this year with the the COVID pandemic COVID-19 pandemic and the The way that these players can come back for an extra year of eligibility, there's a lot more Mm -hmm. that that has to be weighed into it, but uh, another uh, player that left Illinois last week, Trayvon Sidney, Mm -hmm. receiver, entered the transfer portal. Uh, I know Illinois fans probably had high hopes for him uh, when he arrived at Illinois prior to the 2019 season as a slot receiver a dynamic player and, and uh, ability to stretch the field and he showed that at times in 2019 but ultimately had a, a leg injury that ended his season and then he didn't play at all in in 2020 so he's uh he's moving on from illinois and uh pasadena california native have to imagine he'd probably go someplace mm-hmm. out west but right. who knows uh these days but still uh, that that takes a, a little bit of a hit for their depth issues uh, at the wide receiver spot for Illinois.
1: Yeah, that's just a case of bad luck because I think in, a, in an ideal world – Josh Amatter baby and Trayvon Sidney could have formed a good one-two punch mm-hmm. and wide receiver Sidney started his Illinois career first five games at double-digit receptions for 130 some yards mm-hmm. and, and a touchdown I believe things things started well and then he just couldn't stay healthy he never did get on the field in 2020 and man Illinois could have used that at receiver like you said the depth is just that's one of those positions along with linebacker the depth is questionable going into 2021 and there's a few positions that Illinois will not have depth problems but wide receiver is certainly one that it's kind of up in the air right now so trevon cindy's departure hopefully he can just even before he finds a new team hopefully he can just get healthy Mm -hmm. and get back to playing football at some point so best of luck to him but yeah that's a blow to illinois receiving core for sure well with one departure there's another addition Mm
0: -hmm. and that uh might be good news for for a brett bielema offense that by all indications is going to be more pro style more Mm -hmm. ground and pound Tr- feature maybe a traditional fullback and yeah, that's fun maybe that guy is is max rosenthal yeah. uh transferred uh, announced his uh decision last tuesday uh, right after we recorded episode two of inside line football but mm-hmm. uh spent the last four seasons at michigan state a native of the state grew up in winnetka went to neutral high school up in the, the northwest suburbs and he seems to me colin what six two, two hundred and sixty 260 pounds <laughs> like you put, you put him in the backfield, uh, line him up right behind Brandon Peters or Isaiah Williams, whoever gets the starting quarterback nod for the mm-hmm. Illini, and have him clear the way for Chase Brown and Mike Epstein and, and other Illinois running backs.
1: Yeah, and that helps a lot, especially with a guy like Kendrick Green being gone, you watch him pancake guys and clear <laughs> the way for Chase Brown and Mike Epstein and Isaiah Williams. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, uh, Max Rosenthal got a chance to talk to him. Seems like a a very nice kid. Kept calling me sir, which was odd because I'm like four (laughs) years older than him. But uh, it it sounds like... This beat
0: beat requires and demands respect.
1: I guess so. It it sounds like uh, they want to use Max Rosenthal at kind of an H-back role. Mm -hmm. He'll be doing plenty of blocking. He's going to be in the tight ends room with Ben Miller, the new tight ends coach there. He was actually approached. This whole thing is interesting to me because early on, and we've talked a lot about recruiting, you know, early on, I think kind of the assumption while Brett Bielema still puts it staff together is you know brett bielema is just the guy doing mm-hmm. the recruiting he's just putting offers out there and getting in, getting in touch with the necessary people but the way it worked with uh with max rosenthal was bart miller the new offensive line coach reached out to him on twitter and within three days max rosenthal's on a phone call with brett bielema bart mm-hmm. miller ben miller tony peterson i mean this all just came together so quickly and you see Illinois' assistant coaches less than two weeks on the job effectively changing the roster by mm-hmm. bringing in a guy who used to be an Illinois product, escaped from the state, and they're mm-hmm. dragging him back in. I think that's a that's a good sign of things to come. And yeah, the way he's utilized, like I said, H-back role, I think, is what we're going to see. A lot of blocking. Uh, probably not going to carry the ball much, but he could run some routes, call mm-hmm. in some passes, be tough to bring down a kid who's as big as is, is the way you described him. Yeah, so, I, I had the chance to catch up with the uh, former Atlanta uh, tight end and fullback Tim Clary uh,
0: last Mm -hmm. week and and he's kind of envious he's down coaching in in Texas uh, high school just south of Austin and he's kind of envious that Illinois is kind of going to a a traditional based office (laughs) where you can actually hit people and and deliver punishments and Max Rosenthal I think seems to kind of be that guy that can can deliver those blows for Illinois so we'll see what uh, what his addition to the roster means in in 2021. Yep. While we've talked a lot about players that are coming back or have decided to move on there's still some key names out there for Illinois that have not made their decisions in regards to the 2021 season I think Mm -hmm. chief among them uh, being Mike Epstein uh, a running back who's been associated with the program dating back to the Tim Beckman era he committed uh, in August 2015 three weeks before Tim Beckman was ultimately fired and then stayed with the program through coaching changes from Bill Cuba to Levy Smith and then played Uh, his whole career uh, so far with Lovie Smith and now we wait to see if he decides to come back and go for another season under Brett Bielema
1: yeah and I think that would be obviously a huge boon to Illinois if he does decide to come back I mean having Chase Brown as your lead back without Mike Epstein certainly isn't a negative and we're Mm -hmm. going to talk a little bit more about the running backs room here in a moment But uh, obviously having Mike Epstein around would help more. It's a good one-two punch. Uh, I think we we asked, we as the media asked, both Mike Epstein and Chase Brown throughout the 2020 season, you know, if they see themselves in kind of like some kind of thunder-lightning combination. Mm -hmm. And really I just see both these guys as guys who can ram it Basically, mm-hmm. down the opponent's throat and just gobble up yards. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really see it as like a thunder lightning type situation with them. I just see two guys that both, when they get on the field, they carry the ball, they knock people over, and they're really hard to bring down despite both being around that 5'11, 6 mm-hmm. foot mark. So it would be huge for just. Leadership, I think, on this team, if you have two upper class running backs, especially Mike Epstein, who, as you said, has been around this program longer than pretty much anybody (laughs) at this point, except for, you know, people who are not physically on the football field. Very true. (laughs) Uh,
0: Another key... Potential returning uh, as we wait to see what he decides is Roderick Perry the yep. second I think he likes to go by rod if, if I remember from our Q and a that Bob must have had with him earlier uh, in the 2020 season but uh, a guy that not many Illinois fans knew about six right. seven months ago and then decided to, to transfer into illinois in, in late summer from uh, South Carolina state mm-hmm. where he uh, developed into a really good interior defensive lineman, and he made his presence known uh, at times uh, along the 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 brunt of of the defensive line at a defensive tackle spot. We'll wait to see what what he decides to do, but maybe with Owen Carney coming back that maybe influences his decision and uh we'll see what uh what he decides to do.
1: Yeah, that was such an interesting case because he he told us back at the beginning of the season he didn't really want to leave South Carolina State. It was mm-hmm. more so the coaching staff told him we're not going to play, you yeah. need to go play in mm-hmm. order to help your chances of playing football past the college level. So I'm really curious to see what the next step for him is with COVID-19 still going on and mm-hmm. some football teams still not playing football.
0: Well, Brett has got his entire, almost his entire coaching staff filled. He's uh, up to eight assistant coaches. He's still got two more spots to fill. Uh, one of the position groups that you'd have to think will be filled is a wide receivers coach. <laughs> uh, I know, Colin, we've uh, kind of in a semi-serious manner, joked about Nathan Shielhouse possibly returning to his alma mater and coaching receivers. He, he coaches that position group now at Iowa
1: State. I uh, I brought that up with Bob Osmond, not to cut you off, but mm-hmm. he, when I brought that up with Bob, his suggestion for if you got some Illinois face, someone who's been mm-hmm. here before, who Illinois fans can get behind, Mike Bellamy, yeah. perhaps. Mm-hmm. No, that's a good choice.
0: Uh, you know, he's coached that. Position group before uh, was a huge part of uh, the John Makovic era in in the late 1980s and the successful run that they had and caught passes from the only number one pick in the NFL draft mm-hmm. in Illinois history and, and Jeff George and uh, he's been able to bounce around and survive various coaching staffs yeah. it was with Tim Beckman and Bill Cubit and uh, was not retained by lovey smith initially mm-hmm. then went to mississippi state as an analyst first season then to toledo as a wide receivers coach then came back to illinois to coach running backs but now cory patterson will, will coach that group in 2021 and not too sure about Bellamy's future, but, hey, he's, he's been there before, and uh, if he can help him on the recruiting trail, that's almost as important as, as his contributions in the wide receiver room. And then likely a spot on the defensive side of the mm-hmm. ball, Colin. Right.
1: Yeah, I would think so. Not sure exactly where uh, at this point, but I have to imagine both these spots are going to be filled before the month of January is mm-hmm. over. That was kind of something Brett Bielema set off the bat that he, I think, wanted to be done with his coaching staff by the time January was over. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know exactly where that defensive uh, coach would mm-hmm. work out, who exactly uh, that defense Well, they've got a
0: defensive line coach, mm-hmm. sure. Terrence Jamison. They've got a linebacker's coach and mm-hmm. Andy Boo, who yep. you're going to hear from later today. Yep. Uh, they've got a uh, defensive, defensive backs, backs, backs coach in, in Aaron Henry, mm-hmm. Ryan Walters, uh, defensive coordinator, and he'll likely coach the safeties based on his experience with that position group. That's so correct, yes. We'll have to wait and see. Maybe they just create a new coach just to – Help out wherever. Who knows? Maybe it's a special teams coordinator, too. I know we talked last week. Um, Ben Miller and Andy Boo both have experience working with specialists in the past, so maybe they just... Kind of divvy up the responsibilities and not have uh, solely a special teams coordinator, but uh, mm-hmm. we'll wait and see.
1: Yeah, and uh, to to back up one thing you said there, yeah, Aaron Henry will be coaching the, the cornerbacks mm-hmm. and Ryan Walters the safeties. That was something Aaron Henry brought up during uh, mm-hmm. his introductory Zoom call. That's something that will be happening. Yeah, maybe it's somebody else around, along the defensive line, like Illinois kind of broke up defensive line duties, had Jimmy Lindsay coach the defensive ends. Mm-hmm. His name comes to mind because he actually just got He's a got new job at so, South Carolina yep. well, on, on
0: this past Friday. Yeah. A uh, couple former Illini still playing, or st- their teams are still playing uh, in the NFL, most notably Nick yeah. Allegretti, uh, starting left guard for the defending Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, he started, I think, 10 or 11 games since they had injuries, kind of rocked them in early October or so, and they survived and uh, defeated the Browns on, on Sunday, even without Patrick Mahomes. Uh, Chad Henning looked a little <laughs> uh, sprightly in, in running to secure that win. Uh Delshawn Phillips is on the Buffalo Bills roster. Uh, He hasn't really played much this season, dealing with a groin injury, but... The Bills get to travel to Kansas City on Sunday in the AFC Championship game, and on the NFC, you got the the Buccaneers and Tom Brady going to to Green Bay and taking on Aaron Rodgers, and <laughs> somewhat of a connection there with Tampa Bay. Keyshawn Vaughn, former Illinois running back, uh, who ultimately ended up transferring to Vanderbilt, but was then drafted by the Bucks uh, this past spring as a, a rookie running back with Tampa Bay. So, football continues at the NFL level, and and will, and we'll see who uh, who emerges in those conference title games. Well, we're going to break down a position group next. Uh, we hit the Illinois quarterbacks last week, and and Colin and I are now going to do a deep dive on obviously the running backs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin, why don't you start us off?
1: Yeah, so kind of alluded to this with Mike Epstein and Chase Brown, but obviously those are the first two guys you have to talk about. I don't know that anybody could have foreseen Chase Brown making quite the impact he did during the twenty twenty season, a second year out of uh, transferring from Western Michigan. I, I, but obviously it's positive mm-hmm. I mean it, it's great that uh to see that he racked up multiple 100 yard games for Illinois as did Mike Epstein as did Isaiah Williams last season and Illinois running game was kind of the, the the strong point of the offense I mean while the quarterback room was kind of I don't want to say in disarray because I don't think that's the right word but it was It dealt of, with a lot of issues yeah it was it, well obviously with playing you know four slash five different guys do span got a few snaps mm-hmm. at the end um and just the fact that the offensive game plan was muddled sometimes as to who was starting, who would play when, and things yeah, like that. Right. The running backs, aside from Mike Epstein missing the senior day game for reasons we've still, we still will probably never be made aware of, um, that running back room was consistent throughout, and you mm-hmm. could just rely on Chase Brown and Mike Epstein to eat up yards, uh, catch a few passes here and there, more so Chase Brown than Mike Epstein and yeah when 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 the running game was going well that's when Illinois won football games against Nebraska and against Rutgers uh, that the running game ba- barely could be stopped uh, Isaiah Williams included mm-hmm. and I think that's what uh, Brett Bielema was going to want to get from that group on a more consistent basis hopefully Max Peterson kind of helps with that he like I said he's going to be with the tight ends room but his impact on the running game as a blocker I don't think can be understated
0: By my count, uh, going off the 2020 roster and then new additions that they've added here in in the last month, they'll have nine running backs right now on the roster, and that's Chase Brown, Jakari Norwood, Mike Epstein, uh, Reggie Love, Nick Fadonzo, Connor Lillig, Matt Bobick, uh, Josh McCray, uh, who's a a high school uh, commit out of uh, Alabama Alabama that Mm -hmm. that, uh, committed a couple weeks ago, and then Chase Hayden, uh, a transfer uh, who... Played with Bielema at Arkansas, then transferred to East Carolina, and now is on his third college uh, at Illinois. Um, Brown and Epstein are obviously, I think, the top of the depth chart there, 1-2. Curious to see what Chase Hayden can bring Mm -hmm, just with his veteran uh, experience, his familiarity with with Bielema and and likely what they want to do on on offense. Uh, Jakari Norwood's a guy that we've heard a lot about in his time here. Hasn't really had the consistent playing time, though, to produce on the field. Reggie Love, we saw last year uh, when Epstein was out uh, for that Iowa game, that he kind of emerged uh, and kind of vaulted ahead on on the depth chart. I'm curious to see what his second season mm-hmm. in Champaign will look like, um, especially too because his position coach now is Corey mm-hmm. Patterson, right. who was his high school coach at Trinity Catholic in St. Louis, and that program had oodles of success uh, in the state of Missouri. So it's a, I'd have to say and it's probably the in terms of the offense for Illinois probably the second most experienced group mm-hmm. i think you could say behind the offensive line yeah. and especially with the the philosophies that Brent Bielema has had uh, brett bealum has had in his coaching career uh, you'd have to think the running back is going to be a huge focal point of mm-hmm. this offense and uh, again as the college game has gone you're going to have multiple guys filling that you don't just have that one dominant workhorse running back anymore although mm-hmm. i'm sure if Chase Brown or Mike Epstein, if Epstein does return, want to carry that mantle, they uh, they won't have to be, be persuaded to, uh, too noticeably to do that.
1: Right, yeah, and uh, Chase Hayden, kind of the X factor for me, because uh, like I've said before on this podcast, his first two years at Arkansas under Brett Bielema went quite well. Uh, and then the third year, he just, I don't know, it, he, Bielema wasn't there anymore mm-hmm. at that point. But things kind of tailed off. His use tailed off. Mm-hmm. He didn't really get used much at East Carolina either when he transferred there. So, uh, curious to see how he fits in, especially if Brown and Epstein both come back. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, these running backs, I think, are going to be re- relied upon a fair amount. Uh, th- with the receivers missing, Josh Amador Bebe, with mm-hmm. Trevon Sydney not coming back. I mean, I know you still have Donnie Navarro and Casey Washington and Brian Hightower. But, I mean, ultimately, the receivers, just besides a few key catches, and Daniel Barker in the tight ends mm-hmm. room as well as your leading returning receiver, The run game was just ultimately when when Illinois was clicking, it was when that run game was Mm -hmm. going. The receivers were kind of a complimentary piece. The run game was it uh, with Isaiah Williams added in there as well and occasionally Brandon Peters uh, running the ball. So, yeah, these running backs, getting Mike Epstein back, as we said before, will be huge. Chase Hayden, if he can add something and basically make it a 1A, 1B, 1C situation, <laughs> I think that would be a pretty exciting prospect for Illinois as long as all those guys are willing to kind of share those responsibilities.
0: Yeah, we'll have to, to wait and see. Uh, and hopefully uh, those who are subscribers to the News Gazette and, and read the paper on a consistent basis saw in Saturday's News Gazette uh, our first college football extra. Uh, we'll have that running uh, weekly throughout the offseason, uh, either Saturday or Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just kind of depends Likely, we'll run this Sunday with Illinois basketball's uh, game at Michigan State mm-hmm. scheduled for Saturday, already being postponed as right. we, we sit here on, on Monday afternoon. But look for plenty of coverage from Colin with that. And we're going to wrap it up with uh, one segment we kind of hope to you know run each week at the end of the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to call it the Big Ten because you know it's the Big Ten conference, yeah. and and it's just going to be kind of a draft. Uh, Kind of back and forth uh, as we kind of work out the kinks on this first episode, so bear with us. This is new
1: for Colin and I as well. I think we'll work it out just fine over time, and if anybody has any ideas for anything they want us to tackle, let us know.
0: Well, recruiting is a huge part of of every college football program, and it was a huge emphasis, uh, especially in-state recruiting. It seems for Brett Bielema to kind of reignite that passion, that uh, excitement around the program is getting some top players from in the state that was, that was kind of lacking yes. uh, under the previous coaches here at Illinois. So what we're going to do is we're going to draft 10 high schools in the state of Illinois we're only doing ten, so you can. <laughs> so, whenever you send all the hate mail towards us, we just remember that we no, we realize that we're picking ten out of how many? <laughs> about more than five hundred, six hundred that, that play <laughs> football in in Illinois. Uh, Two hundred fifty six qualify for the playoffs every year. That that's all I know, but I think it's about five twelve or so yeah. is five ten something like that. So good luck us. Yeah, so send all the hate mail to celikas at com. <laughs> Perfect. Um, my phone number is on the top of the sports section every day, so I get plenty of That's that true. that way. Um, Colin, I'll let you go first. Okay. Uh, of all the high schools in the state of Illinois, what's the one that Brett Bielman and his staff should Man. just go full bore in on?
1: You're just picking one. See, that's so tough. This is your first pick, though. I know. It's, it's, I it know. carries a lot of weight on,
0: on what you All do. right. I've so got a list here. You've so had a more detailed list, yep. but we're just
1: going to kind of go All right. Here. So I might be just totally crazy, but... I'll go with East St. Louis. Okay. Enough. I think okay. That just consistently the level of talent you get from down in that uh, neck of the woods in East St. Louis. Most recently uh, in the class of 2020, Antonio Johnson committed to uh, or went to Texas A&M mm-hmm. as a safety and Javante Spragans went to Texas as an offensive lineman. I mean, that right there. That's two guys who are top 25 ranked uh, in the state's in-state recruiting rankings that just went well out of state. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like they even stayed in the Big Ten. Um, So I I think East St. Louis just consistently is going to get you uh, FBS, Division I, whatever you want to call it, caliber, talent. (laughs) So if I'm Brett Bielema and his staff, especially some of the St. Louis recruiting connections, Mm -hmm. Corey Patterson and the like, I will focus in that area.
0: Dana Howard uh just called us in now and said he's gonna give Colin a big hug <laughs> since he, he repped the, the flyers there with the number no one hugging pick. during the pandemic. That's true. East St. Louis too, I mean <laughs> their their quarterback Tyler Macon put up ridiculous numbers in mm-hmm. twenty nineteen. He's going to Missouri. Right. Dominic Lovett or key receiver for them. Initially in Arizona State commit he decommitted over the winter. He's actually going to Missouri too. So solid pick with number one. Uh my first overall pick, and again I'm staying in the Metro East area. Okay. Shout out to my alma mater, <laughs> Edwardsville, uh, Brett Bielema, go meet my, Matt Martin, veteran coach of the Tigers down there, uh, proven winning program over the years. Them in East St. Louis have had multiple huge scrums over the year. AJ Epineza mm-hmm. went to Iowa. Yep. Uh, he's now a rookie with the Buffalo Bills, got a chance to play for the Super Bowl. Great facilities down there. Uh, my first overall pick, uh... Going with with Edwardsville there, and that yep. way, when you're down in East St. Louis too, you can just make the short twenty minute drive to Edwardsville and, yeah. and check in on what the Tigers are That's doing. Easy. So. That's uh, more of a biased pick on my <laughs> selection since I'm a proud 2004 graduate uh, of Edwardsville
1: High School, but, uh, Kyle, you're up on the board. You're uh, your second pick. Yeah, this is uh, continues to be difficult. I'm torn between two. <laughs> you might take one of them uh, with your next pick. I'll go with Lincoln Way East. Oh, all um, right. I think uh, they, they were on my board. They're certainly they're certainly riding a, a wave of positive momentum over the last few years, and with the class of 2020, that resulted in A.J. Henning going to Michigan I, 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 well-touted receiver, and Sean McLaughlin, a defensive lineman, going to Northwestern, which has to irk Illinois fans when you have Big Ten-level talent going just up north. Two other
0: nuggets about Lincoln Way East. Nick Allegretti, graduate mm-hmm. from there, last Illinois player to play in the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, and mm-hmm. also Rob Z- uh, Zozenar, uh, Monticello native, mm-hmm. won three state titles with Lincoln Way East, well-respected coach throughout the state. So can't go wrong with uh, with Lincoln Way East nope. up in uh, – the southwestern Chicago suburbs. All right, my number two pick, I'm going to stay south of I-80. It's a quick 90-minute drive from Champaign to this location. Uh, Go check out Ken Leonard's program at Springfield Sacred Heart Griffin. Uh, Tradition-rich program. They've sent players to Illinois in the past. He's arguably one of the most recognizable names in the state of Illinois. In coaching, uh, high-prolific offense, spread offense. Uh, They've got great facilities over there. Uh, again can't go wrong with uh, with making sure Springfield's good heart griffin is a huge priority for your program so the Cyclones uh, are my second pick. Colin, you're up next. Yeah, and you three know more
1: picks. I'll stay, in the, I'll stay in the Leonard family. Let's oh, just go to Rochester. That was gonna be my next one. Let's just go to Rochester <sighs> and take Derek Leonard's team next. Uh, led the team to uh, eight Class 4 or 5A titles That's over the last 12 years or so, That's I believe. That's good, right? In the last
0: decade, since 2010. Yeah, That's pretty pretty, pretty good.
1: <laughs> uh, former Illini Wes Lunt and Zach Grant. Come from Rochester, so obviously there's a there's a pipeline there. At least there was in the past, so maybe it's time to reopen it. Okay, fair enough.
0: All right, I'm going to go north of IED now, um, where a lot of people in mm-hmm. Illinois argue that's the only real football play, but <laughs> I disagree. Uh, I'm going to go with Chicago Phillips. Yep. Uh, okay. Great program out of the public league. Um, what they've done there in the last five to six years proves that. CPS schools can play high-quality football mm. at a high level. They've won a couple state titles. They've sent off recruits uh, to major programs, notably Jaleel Billinsley mm-hmm. tight end, on the national champion Alabama Crimson Tide. So uh, after you slowly you, you veer south from Champaign to go to Edwardsville and just make your way up 55 <laughs> to Springfield, <laughs> Then just continue on 55 all the way to the Windy City and, and check out Chicago Phillips. So that's my... This
1: this might be why Brett Bielema wants to put his assistant coaches into zones in the state. <laughs> <laughs> Very true.
0: All right, Colin, two more picks.
1: Right. A lot of great high schools out there. Yep. A lot so, of chances to
0: upset the fan bases of these yeah, great high schools.
1: Yeah, I, I, I relish that. <laughs> so uh, preps coordinator is also my other position here, and obviously that means local teams. So I'll go with the one that most recently is sent guys to Illinois or is sending guys to Illinois. Gibson City Melvin Sibley, two time okay. recent state champion in class two A Mike Allen's calling me right now saying that's a good pick. <laughs> uh Bryce Barnes obviously on the defensive line and then Aiden Lofrey, a uh, stellar junior athlete, has an Illinois offer as well. So yeah, I think uh locally, you know, you could argue with Tuscola as well. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's a pick you have later, but Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, I think, is the top locally right now. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna stay on the local scene mm-hmm. and Tuscola Love what Andy Romine and his program does down there. Great football town. Hunter Woodard, mm-hmm. Division One offensive lineman, starting offensive lineman at Oklahoma State. Right. But I'm going to keep it into Champaign County. Okay, I'm going to go with the Unity Rockets.
1: All right, I like that. Scott That's Hamilton. A pick.
0: Scott Hamilton, the dean of area coaches. Yes, uh, twenty six, twenty seven seasons at the school in Tolono. That program consistently wins year in and year out went to 24 25 straight playoff appearances before they had a streak snap then the next year they're back nine and two making a run in the class 4a playoffs i think that's a program where you're not going to get kind of the star player mm-hmm. you know the star quarterback star receiver four-star recruit or whatever but that's a program that if you dive into it there's gonna be a bunch of guys there that grow up seven miles from Champaign watching the Illini play. Would do anything to wear the orange and blue. Yep. great way to build depth in the program. Walk-ons as well; they're huge parts of, of couch football programs. So, plus it's easy on the travel budget, and you just yeah drive down yeah drive down Neil Street into into Tolono. So I like I'm, that. I'm gonna go Unity number four. Okay, I like that the local scene. All right, Colin, last pick. I'll for you. wrap
1: it up with Loyola Academy. I think it's okay. a good way to. To finish this out on my end, former Illini John Holosek is the head coach there. He's been very outspoken about uh, – he was outspoken about the, the Lovie Smith era, I think, and sounds like he's might be pretty happy Brett Bielema was running the show. They won the Class 8A state championships in 2015 and 2018, so it's evident they know how to produce talent over there as well.
0: All right, a lot of good schools left for this final pick that I'm going to make. I'm going to go up in the Chicagoland area for this one. Uh, I've got schools like Nazareth Academy, Mm -hmm. Maine South, Chicago Mount Carmel, Mm -hmm. Bolingbrook, Chicago Marist, Homewood Flossmore, Montini, St. Rita, all (laughs) great programs to consider. And if we were doing a top 100 list or whatever, I'm sure they'd make it in. Uh, But for my final pick, I'm going to go with kind of a surprise pick, but... Prairie Ridge, okay. Uh school in Crystal right. Lake. They're year in and year out among the state's best in Class 6A. They seem to always be here in Champaign playing for a state title, and they always seem to be sending players elsewhere for college, whether it's Iowa or a slew of other Division One programs. So bring some Prairie Ridge players down to Champaign at sure. Illinois. Uh, I'm going to fill it out with Prairie Ridge for my final pick. So just to recap, Colin, our <laughs> first Big Ten draft uh, of uh, 10 high schools that Brett Beal and his staff should go recruit you had in order East St. Louis, Lincoln Way East, Rochester, Gibson City, Melvin Sibley, Loyola Academy. I went with Edwardsville, Springfield Sacred Heart Griffin, Chicago Phillips, Unity, and Prairie Ridge. I think that's a really fantastic group and all okay. those other
1: schools you mentioned are <laughs> honorable mention. <laughs>
0: really good programs too. All right, Colin. this was fun. Uh, Ed, thanks for sticking around. Hopefully you hit the record button. He did. (laughs) He's giving me a nod. All right, well, we'll be back next week for more Inside the Line of Football. Until then, have a great week, everyone.